everybody. Dave and Jeff. It is September 16th, 2020. Coming up towards uh, the end of the show, we always do a thing about, you know, how old are they, how much are they worth? And then mm-hmm. today I'm sitting around going, I'm just going five fucking random questions. None of them are going to make sense. I'm what not worried about it. Oh, they're, nothing where you're going to go, I'm out. I'm but, out. But it's one of those where you're going to go, what about the fuck's wrong with you? That's what's going to happen. <laughs> I like that. We're here and Dave's got MLB Network on. They're just showing the Mets. What I, I miss? I got to go back. Dude, go back and watch this guy fire the, the water bottle. Hang on, keep going back. This guy, okay, let it go. Is this DeGrom? Who is this? Durham, I know. Durham, DeGrom had to come out early, I know, in this game. Okay, watch. Ah! Yeah. Water bottle. It's like, good they don't make those out of glass anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, there's something about guys on the bench just losing their mind. By the way, in this game, you were driving over at the time because I was watching yeah. this game. Mickey Moniak made his Major League debut. Oh, come on. No way. And he made it in the ninth inning as a pinch runner, but he got into the game. No so, way. Yeah. That makes me really happy. There I, you go. The Moniaks have been friends, not on the level. I don't want to say like on the level of the Palais or anything like that, but anybody who grew up in Cardiff, Encinitas, San Diego, of a certain age, man, all the Moniacs were there. And, oh, God, can I even tell this story? Yeah, I'm going to fuck it. Who cares? It's not going to get back to any of them. <laughs> and so uh, one of his uh, relatives, let's just leave it like that. Yeah. His aunt. Uh, I'm working at the liquor store, right? Yeah. So anybody who's ever worked a liquor store, like at the end of the night, you close. You got a lot of shit to do. You got to stock the cooler. You're, you're closing out the, the drawer. You got anybody. Anybody retail knows. But especially with like a liquor store, you want to make it. The old Gary Ross, yeah. former Padre and Angel pitcher, opened in the morning. So goddamn, if you left, he was like Artie Moreno. If you missed one beer, I'd hear from him. But he was just busting balls. Not He was great. And so I had shit to do. And all of a sudden, it's like 11 o'clock, and there's that. And it's one of Mickey's relatives, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I'm like, what? Hey, can I come in for a second? Ah, oh, fuck. For a second. Yeah. Can I use your phone? I guess. <laughs> fuck. I guess I'm just running a fucking concierge service here. Sure. <laughs> and uh, so I'm running... Fucking Bud Lights and Pacifico into the cooler, right? Yeah. And I hear her on my phone and looking at her hand. She's looking at her hand and she says, uh, I was trying to reach Lieutenant Murphy. And I go, I just start snapping the finger. And she looks at me. I go, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here right now. Go. Get off my phone. Get the fuck out of here. And I'm, now. Out. I go, what's the matter with you? I go, they got a fucking pay phone right down the street. Don't come over here and start bugging me. Beat it. <laughs> and uh, and so, uh, like, the next day, one of my closest friends, who's yeah. really friends with her, calls and says, well, you know, she's, hey, hey, don't start with me. Don't come in. She's like, whoa. I'm yelling at me. So funny. But the the aunt's like one of the coolest yeah. people ever. I just said like, no. You ever get that way? Like, oh, yeah. I'm I, that way. You know what? I used to do it. <laughs> My wife hated it. But I, I think it came from working with you. 
Oh, 100%. I guarantee you, I you I and I, it. you and I, and there's an art to telling a story. I say this all the time. Nobody tells a story better than you do, and you get around people who can't tell a story. Oh God! And they, let's go. Yeah, and that's what I start doing. Keep it moving to my wife. She starts talking oh, about God. something at work, and I start. Let's go. And Move she, it. she drives her fucking nuts. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't give a shit how many buttons her blouse had. What does that have to do with the fucking yeah. story? We asked you the time, not how to build a watch. <laughs> Let's fucking go. And people do it all the time. They can't tell a fucking no. story. It is. Uh, it's yeah, of, keep it moving. It's one of those things. But <laughs> by the way, the, the kid, Mickey Moniak, because we're telling the story, I pitched yeah. against this kid. I didn't pitch against, but my team pitched against yeah. when he was like 10 years old. Yeah. And a doubleheader, dude, I'm not kidding you. I think he had four home runs and like God, two doubles. Damn. And it was just like, I remember looking at my assistant coach going, this kid might be the best 10-year-old dude, I've ever fucking seen it's in my life. Such, it's such a good family. They're just cool, man. And um, I saw a bunch of them. We, uh, like everything. We, I had a buddy uh, who passed away a couple of years ago that was really, really close friends with the Moniacs. And so... We were always, I always kind of knew those guys more like, we all had mutual friends, yeah. but you'd be at a party, and then a couple of them were younger than me. But uh, my buddy Andrew, whose dad owned uh, Roll Construction, if you're ever down by the sports arena, R-O-E-L, and the Rolls, Kathy Roll is wearing the Dave and Jeff shirt all the time. Cool. Steve Roll is is awesome. And their son, Andrew, uh, passed away a couple of years ago. Just an amazing guy. And while we were there at the memorial, a few of the Moniacs were there. And they're just, David was nice because we've seen it, but it's, we remembered the the pride that we felt when yeah. buddies maybe got drafted or got called yeah. up or did something. But now when you're seeing it and it's people from your school and it's their kids and no, no ego, no, nothing. They just, they couldn't have been more excited. Cool. And it was really great. So um, I don't know Mickey uh at all but i just i i like that family from everything i've dealt with them they're just really really good people and for anybody i know a lot of people in encinitas and cardiff yeah. from my time support it and i guarantee you they all feel the same way that's an exciting day i will say this when uh my first game for benita this past spring we only played seven but we mm -hmm. our first game was against la costa canyon and yeah when I was talking to the coach about Justin Machado, yes, my boy, a very nice guy, great and dude, and talking about their field and some of the things yeah. that they had, because this is all Mickey. He gave back, you know. Oh, and, is that right? And so, yeah, certain things, kids that, that the kids had, whether it was like, and I'm not sure if it was shoes or uniforms, or whatever, but but certain yeah. things to the field that, and the kids got to benefit. He gave back, which was really cool. That yeah. it wasn't one of those, hey, I got drafted first round, fuck off. You're lucky the ones that known me. It wasn't one of those at all. It's funny you mentioned Justin Machado because that's another guy. The Machado family, obviously his brother Rob, but his parents are just salt-of-the-earth people. Uh, Ed Machado, which I believe is the uncle, I think was on the men's Olympic volleyball team. Yeah. And Rob's super mellow. Uh, uh, Justin's been that way his entire life. Their parents are great. And then who lived right next door to him were the Haydicks. And Frankie Haydick was on the U.S. men's national soccer team. I, they played overseas in Germany and Europe. I, I guarantee, I don't know if he was on the Galaxy. I mean, respectfully, I, I didn't follow it. But, dude, Frankie and Rob grew up, and they were best friends, lived like next door. 
here's a guy who one guy ends up world-class surfer. The other guy is world-class soccer player. Yeah. And their parents, I mean, look, I, I've dealt with people in my neighborhood where their kids grew up and the parents just became obnoxious. We've all seen it. And man, the Machados, the Hadix, the Moniacs, like just as cool as it could be, man. Very nice. Very, yeah. Very nice family. As, as you say that, I remember having a conversation with uh, Justin saying, well, uh, talking about yeah. his son and saying, well, he should sign on somewhere. I go, he comes from an athletic family. He goes, you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, man, and yeah, that's cool. Ah, that, that fires me up, Dave. The, I like that, to hear that. that. That's the, really the, cool. That was cool to see him uh, in a Phillies uniform at the big league level. So uh, while most people at work today, the Padres played the rubber game of the three-game series with the Dodgers. Final is that the Dodgers win. They take six out of ten. I think for most Padre fans, I don't know how important first place was. Maybe it was important. I think there's bigger goals knowing that you have a postseason team this year and the way the schedule works out. Um, and I think Jace Tingler looked at it that way. I think Dave Roberts looked at it that way. I think it's more the fans more than anything want the whole idea that we won the National League West. But for the Padres, they have eight games remaining. I mean, they're getting no, well. yeah. I mean, eight games remaining. You're going to have three in Seattle. You're going to have two at home against the Angels. You're going to have three on the road against the Giants. And then you could go on when it really counts. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I didn't see today was crazy. I didn't see it, but just it sounds like they were really flat. They were flat. It, it felt. It yeah. felt that way. It, it kind of felt both teams were, but then it got heated a little bit. Dustin May cussed at at um, Grisham. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah, he struck him out and yelled "fuck yeah," and uh, you know, screamed out. Oh him. God! And okay, so that's all right. It, it was one of those where you know what? Honestly, I think what Trent Grisham did the other day, and to me, it wasn't. I know Dave Roberts said he was wasn't showing respect to Kershaw, but you and I talked about it. He hit the yeah. home run. He looked straight and it was dug. It was to fire his team up. Yeah, but you're going. There's a 23 year old against a 32 year old Hall of Famer. Sure. And I think it was the one thing that fired the Dodgers up, who I Might thought have been. been flat as shit. And I Might was like, been. I wonder if that was the move. But it doesn't matter. Come postseason, you're going to be ready oh, to yeah. go. I does. I forget all the fuck yous and everything else you want to say. It's either do or die in the postseason. Uh, I heard an incredible story. So I have a buddy that uh, f- his family lives right next door to Manny Machado. Yeah. And I had said about a month ago, I had said that this friend of mine, um, I'd asked him, hey, how's Machado? He goes, dude, amazing, right? My friend has two young kids that are, I think they're nine and seven, eight and six, something like that. And so we had a team lunch today, and I said again, hey, how's Machado? He goes, dude, my two kids show up all the time with Machado shirts, right? And he said, it's just awesome. Yeah. But he goes, you know, it's crazy. He goes, he shows up um, at my relative's house all the time with avocados, limes. Really? He goes, we do margarita. He goes, everybody's socially distanced. Like, we're, we're yeah. keeping our space because we're all Padre fans. And he goes, nobody wants to impact anything. But he goes, dude, it's margaritas over the fence. And he goes, just the coolest mellowest he goes amazing with kids he goes he doesn't know these two kids other than they're bugging him all the time and he goes just genuinely he goes it's unbelievable glad to hear it yeah i I am and here's the weird thing you know the whole year we've been talking about tatis possibly winning mvp and being the best Mm -hmm. player in baseball 
right now Machado, if any Padre is going to win it, it's going to be Machado. I mean, he's yeah. the one hitting 314. Tatis has knocked himself right out of it. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't have a chance. He can't be a 280 hitter and win yeah. most valuable player, and that's where he's at. He's just struggling, hit a slump at the wrong time. Here's what was interesting to me about this series, and I'm kind of curious to know which Padre fans picked it up. Because I know there's so much either you're a huge Dodger fan or a huge Padre fan and all the all the bullshit on Twitter, which I which I love to watch, is it's kinda like going to the Charger games where I used to watch those maniacs in the stands behind mm-hmm. the goalposts. And I'm like, man, it means a lot more to you than it does to those guys oh, yeah. on the field. And I watched Machado the whole time with the cameras there. And Machado, so much playfulness with Bellinger throughout the series yeah. and Mookie Betts. And back and forth, where they appreciate you're you're yeah. the best of what you do. It's a, it's a hell of a competition. Obviously, Bellinger and uh, Machado were teammates with the Dodgers, but mm-hmm. Betts and Don uh, basically alluded to it today that Machado and Betts have been going at it for years with the oh, Orioles yeah. and the Red Sox, and the admiration and respect they had for one another. It was just different for what is cool, ha- right? happening on the field yeah. compared to what's happening behind your phone on the hatred and everything else. Yeah, I'm sure Manny wants to do his best. Of course. And same with the other guys. But yeah. it's not, fuck you. As soon as yeah. Nick, don't get near me. Don't tag me too hard, asshole. It's not one of those. They respect each other. I uh, I don't think we want to see it during playoffs. It's, it's the thing that used to drive us crazy, though, during Charger games, is you would have a, a game. And, man, I saw this with that Charger team all the time, especially the last couple of years. Boy, they would get beat in a really, really frustrating way, and people are upset and angry and everything going on. And goddamn, if there weren't 10 or 15 of those guys, that as soon as the final gun went off, boy, they were just sprinting to get the jersey of the guy across yeah, the that way. that wore me out. And, and we made mention of it a lot because I was just like, dude, that's a really bad look. Yeah. Like, oh, I got to get over and get that jersey. I have to get – and you go – well, all right. Yeah. You just kind of, I don't know, man, if if all of us have a bad day at work, it lingers with yeah. you a little bit. And and these guys are like, well, I had a bad day, but shit, I got to get this jersey. I got to get my Joe Flacco jersey. Don't give me shit, buddy. I'll give it right back to you. My man caves kicks yours ass. What jersey you got up there? Mark Grant <laughs> from the Des Moines Cubs. Have fun. Huh? Got your Brett Boone Angels jersey? Big deal. You see they aren't doing the jersey swaps on the field this year? Yeah. The NFL has said no. If you want a jersey, you've got to contact the guy. The equipment manager has to clean it, has to ship it. There's a whole protocol, a whole wow. COVID protocol. There's no more of that meeting at the end Good. of the game and, and, hey, let's change jerseys. Good. But – yeah, I, I don't – I mean, I'm not going to sit there from your couch and start coaching guys about their intensity level. It'll be fine. Here's the deal with uh, with the Machado and the year he's having. By the way, he's hitting 314. He, he leads the team in hits. He leads the t- team in basically everything. He's been great. He's been outstanding. But this is what you paid him for, too. Okay? Sure. I mean, and that's the thing. When you're getting paid top five money, yeah, you should be a top five player. Sure. And that's what he's doing this year. Yep. He's living up to the contract. Hundred percent, and that's and that's that was my argument a year ago. A year ago, he didn't live up to the contract. This year, hundred percent, he is living up to that contract, and he's the Manny Machado. I think everybody was hoping they got when they gave him the big deal. So, 
good for them. Good for the team. Um, very interesting to see what's what's going to happen. I do think it's a plus. Like I said to you before, not seeing Clevenger. I think for the mm. Dodgers who have never seen him, by the way, even when he was on the Indians mm. in interleague, never saw him. So it's the first time they're going to see Clevenger. If they match up in the playoffs, will be then. It was interesting today that the Dodgers didn't start Dustin May, but they did yeah. bring him out of the pen and. You know, Grant was going, why the hell would they do that? They pitched him five innings anyway. And I said, well, maybe they wanted to see if he could come out of the pen and be effective. You know, oh, who knows yeah. Who knows right. what Dave Roberts' plan is? Because Garrett Richards came in out of the pen today. Okay. Got fucking lit up. Did he? Yeah, right away. Chris yeah. Taylor hit the longest home run of the series. Jesus. And you sit there and go, well, he's a starter. Well, no mm-hmm. shit. He's been in the big leagues for about 12 years. Maybe you keep him where he's comfortable. Yeah. Well, but you saw too, Dave, with Patino. They felt like can come out of the pen a little bit, but they don't want to do that with Gore. Just mental. It's just the the breakdown, mental whatever. Certain guys just can kind of do whatever, and and other guys have to stay to that strict routine. Yeah. I I look for me, not telling Tingler how to do it, but you know what? What the hell? I will. Good. I, I, dude, I, this is not the time to experiment, is it? Or maybe it is. See, I don't feel it is, but Dave Roberts did it last week, and it drove me nuts as a fan. So I'm like, well, he's the one getting paid to do the job. I guess the feeling is do it now because we're 99% locked in. I no, guess it says 100%. According to everything you're reading, so they are 100% in. So let me do it now before, so I know the answer and I don't try to mess with it in game two of a you know, a playoff series. I'm a big believer in peaking at the right time. And that's what I thought the Padres are doing until the last two days. I mean, they won eight straight games. Yeah, 12 and two. Yeah, the the Dodgers definitely weren't peaking, whereas I thought the Padres are doing everything you want heading into your last eight games ready for the postseason. You set up your pitching staff. Yeah. You're ready to go. But there's a reason why Jace did it this way. I have very little complaints about Jace Tingler. Oh, no, he's been cool. I mean, much better than I expected. I mean, fuck, I didn't know who he was when they hired him. No, we went to we had a team lunch today, which was great, and we, a lot of us hadn't been together like that since March. And in March, we all put in our predictions for the Padres. One guy had them fifty and ten, and then getting swept in the first play, <laughs> which I thought was great. And then we had a, we had another guy who was like uh, you know a lot of like. 38 and 22s, yeah. like in that range, right? And they go, who had him doing the worst? I was like, shit, that was me. Wow. And I said, but look, let me just take you back to March. I had no idea who Jace Tingler was. We didn't know what Garrett Richards yeah. was going to be. Machado had not been great. Hosmer had not been great. Myers had not been great. We didn't really know what fam was going to be. We had no idea about Grisham. You knew Austin Hedges and Mejia couldn't hit. We didn't know anything about Cronenworth. Nope. I go. I looked at it and I go, what the fuck? It's not fair. Yeah, Craig Stamen's coming back. Oh, okay, shit. Write me down for 51 and 9. <laughs> there was nothing. And you look at it, and then if I didn't mention it, the, the coaching staff, we didn't know anything about. You get rid of Balsley, like there were a lot of question marks. Yes. But when you look at it, and they've done great, I go, God damn, I said it here. When we did our predictions, I go, nothing would make me happier than the way I am tonight to go. I was 100% wrong looking at this team coming in. I couldn't be more thrilled to say so. They've been so fun to watch. Obviously, today, I didn't see a pitch. But I think all of us watched the majority of these games. That game, Dave, when we sat down here last night, comes down to the, the bottom of the ninth. 
and Jansen's fucked up, and the bases are loaded, <laughs> and Myers has been really good. Yes. And Cronenworth's been really good, and then uh, Jansen strikes him out back-to-back, and you leave. You go, shit, that sucked, but that was an exciting game. Oh, it sure was. And yep, it was. You're had right. you watching right to the end, and when's the last time? You felt that way. For this team, it's been a while. It has been a while. I believe I had them at 25 and 35. Really happy I didn't make that bet that I made last year. I would have lost. Yeah. But we goofed, the, uh, goofed on Mike Costa. I think he had 42 wins. 42 the, and 18. Yeah. <laughs> 42 and 18. And right now they are, what, 32 and eight, 32 and 18. Is that correct? Yeah. They're 19. 32 and 19 right now. So it's funny. Costa, as goofy as he is, he did pretty good. God, that guy. Dave, let me tell you how I talk baseball. I get louder. I have longer pauses in my sentences. Yes. And I basically tell you things that you absolutely already knew. Dave, I'm going to tell you the thing about this Padre team they're going to be as good as Manny Machado's good. If he continues to hit and hits home runs and scores runs, I really think that can be a difference in a lot of games. You're like, what? <laughs> well, if Garrett Richards, hey, in my opinion, if Garrett Richards pitches like he did today, that's bad. <laughs> don't... don't just save it. It's like me in Spanish class. All I could say was leche. <laughs> it's nothing. It's nothing. So MLB tonight, right now as we're watching this, this is interesting because they put all their award winners up already, okay? Uh-huh. And shocking to me, there's not a Padre up there for any award. Uh, yeah, they've got Sixto Sanchez at National League Rookie of the Year. Okay, how about this? Now, Pedro Martinez said something today that blew me away. He goes, this guy, Sixo Sanchez, yeah, is has all the stuff I have, but he's better than me. That's Whoa. a Hall of Famer saying that about this rookie. I have not seen him. I haven't seen him either. But I have watched our friend Glenn Geffner, who's the voice of the Marlins, yes. who has seen a lot of good pitching over the years as he's been part of a lot of good teams. A couple of World Series winners with the Red Sox. Not a guy known for hyperbole that has put a lot of high praise. Now, I understand it's your guy, and, and you should be excited. But I always look at the source. Yeah. And uh, that's a guy I trust in baseball a lot. That is something else. So, Sixto Sanchez, and we talked about this, I think, yesterday, that, hey, the Padres would be okay if they face the Marlins in the first series. You aren't afraid of the Marlins. Well, Sixto mm. Sanchez, if he's as good as everybody says – all of a sudden, you're looking at a guy that maybe he is that Shane yeah. Bieber type. Where you're going, fuck me, right? You, you're going, right. And, and, but we got Clevenger. And you, and you got Clevenger and you have Lamette. But very yeah. uh, very interesting as far as the way it goes. Just, uh, just so people are wondering what else. they got Kyle Lewis, Rookie of the Year in the American League. Mike Trout, Freddie Freeman, MVP. Shane Bieber, Cy Young in the American League. And DeGrom, Cy Young in the National yeah. League. All right. Well, fun. But I think Padres uh, will have guys in there. And well, my point is, I, I think we'll take the team over any of these fucking sure. awards, right? I mean, Cronenworth has been outstanding. I, I, I didn't even think about six of Sanchez until today. Yeah. I thought Cronenworth had the rookie of the year locked up. Uh, but 
Anyway, it doesn't to me. It doesn't matter. There's, there are bigger, no. bigger things on the horizon for for the Padres and for their fans. Individual awards right now aren't basically what makes things really important. I still think Myers is comeback player of the year. Yeah, and uh, Cronenworth will get plenty of votes. We'll see what happens. Sanchez, by the way, came up with the Phillies. They traded him away. Oh man! Yeah, I mean that's one of those you go fuck, man. And I believe I'm just well. Every team has those. Yeah, guys, I under, though, right? I, yeah, I understand. But when he's sticking it to you inside your division for yeah. maybe 15 years, it's not like even Pedro Martinez hurt the Dodgers a lot. But he went to the Expos. Yeah. You know, you have a guy inside your own division. I'm guessing the trade. I, I don't know the trade, but I'm guessing it was the JT Remulto trade. Oh, you know well, who's going to leave it probably as a free agent at the end of yeah. this year? Yeah. Oh, how about that? Yeah, how about that? <laughs> that is freaking nuts. God dang. God dang. I, I got a question for you. Yeah. How many people a day do you deal with where you just go, God, shut up? <laughs> like, are we noticing it more? But are we noticing it more in a COVID world? And I'm not even talking about politically, because I know people on either side of the aisle are incredibly frustrated with the other side. I'm taking politics out of it. I'm just talking about people in general that are just so obnoxious and have just lost the ability to just be freaking normal. That's funny you say that. Go ahead. Say what you're going to say first, what brings it up, and I'll tell you what, what sticks it's in just, my head. So, look, man, my day job is great, and I love working there. It's really good, and it, it makes me laugh because we were approached by Mighty 1090. We were approached by them uh, to go and do mornings over there. Yeah. And... When we first talked to him, it was kind of exciting, kind of interesting to to hear what they wanted to do. And then the further it went, I looked at my current situation and I said, is it worth giving up what I currently have to do that? And it was absolutely a no-brainer to say no. Yeah. With all respect to those guys who've been incredibly nice to us, I don't have anything bad to say other than the fact that six weeks in, their station couldn't be any less relevant. Exactly. And uh, and that's kind of a drag because they're nice people over there. But I felt like, in my personal opinion, I felt like their business plan was going to fail. I didn't like it. I thought it had no chance for success. And I said that to you and not really to them, but I said it to you. And I go, I'm not doing that. I like where I am. They treat me great. So uh, one of the cool things about being where I am during the day is they do things for us. Yeah. And we're a trading card company. Four times a year, they provide employee cards. And it's incredibly exciting, and it's cool, and everybody in the building starts chatting about it and what's going to happen. And we went to lunch today. The guys on my team took me out to lunch, and we were looking at inventory of all the guys on our team, what we've gotten. Signed Wayne Gretzky, Bobby Orr. Serena Williams, Patrick Waugh, Luka Doncic, Ben Simmons, uh, some really fun things. And because of COVID, we didn't have a meeting in June. We have them in March, June, uh, September, and December. And so our office is still basically closed. And they said, um, hey, go through, double check that your address is square because we're sending you a FedEx package. Okay. And so we all go, all right. And so we all start chirping. We go, what do you think? Ah, I don't know. We There's rumors that some people may know. Yesterday, the FedEx guy shows up, Dave, and 
our company sent everybody who works there three signed cards. We got a, a Joe Burrow. Wow. Signed card, hard signed card. And we got uh, Jason Dominguez, who is, what, 17, but top 50 prospect. And we got a Wander Franco, number one prospect in baseball for the Tampa Rays. Uh, it's incredible. Yeah. And what it does, I saw the president of our company today and just chatting, and uh, it just fires up the morale in the whole building. Like, we're expecting one. They send us three. Yeah. Everybody's fired up. You can see them. They're, they're, are, we're allowed to sell them, so you can really? see the cards on eBay. Yeah, we're allowed to sell them. Because they do it, and they're like, hey, we don't really do cash bonuses. We'd yeah. rather give you cards. If you want to sit on them, uh, you can. I sold a Ben Simmons card a couple years ago for 800 bucks, which I was allowed to do. Yeah. Paid for my entire Christmas. Yeah. Paid for everything. It was great. At the time you did it, I think you asked me, and I said, I would do it. Yeah. And then he got off to a red-hot start, and I was like, oh, fuck, Jeff's going to kill me. I didn't, no, I, I was cool with it. It's yeah. the only thing I've ever sold. But It was a good move now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but all so everybody's talking today, and then we're there, we're hanging out for a little bit, and a guy walks by and goes, "Wait till December." I go, "What the hell does that mean?" He goes, "I don't know what it means." And winks and keeps walking. So now we're like, "What?" So now, <laughs> now all of us are freaked out again. But it's just, it's great, and I hope your employer, anybody there. Treats you the way our employer treats us, man. I just, we're loyal. The guys on my team who listen to this know what I'm saying. It was just really fun. And, like, I just, I have people reach out to me that are like, hey, man, how, you know, what can we do? How do I get those? We don't work there, asshole. <laughs> like, like, God. Uh, I don't know. You go online, you fill out an application, you meet with HR, you put in. 60 hours a week, you grind, you do shit. Oh, you know what? Let's just run five more sets so you have one. And I'm like, what is this shit? The ball's on people, right? Like, have you even been in the front door? No. Go on eBay. They're on eBay tonight. I think I think the Oh my god. I think the Dominguez card people are asking a thousand bucks for. I don't know what they're gonna get. I think the Joe Burrow sold earlier for about four hundred. And if card collecting is going crazy, yes. anybody trying to get Tatis cards, uh, C.J. Abrams, Chris Cox, our buddy, I'll tell you the market for trading cards is crazy. But I'm like, I'm a, I'm an employee there. I, I have a W two from there. I go in. I have a gate card that gets me in. The president and I, I love the guy. He's been so great to me, and he's been so great to my team, and and my management. They're great. Yeah. Hey. hey, hey. Hey, how, what can I do? What? Like, can you even imagine that, Dave? That'd be like calling... Uh, Amazon, how do I get stock options? No, it'd be like, call, <laughs> it'd be like calling Mud or calling somebody. Yeah. My buddy Ben Gallo, who's a scout for the Nationals, if I call Ben and said, God, you know, I mean, it's a little dramatic. The World Series ring. How do I get World Series tickets? What? You don't work here? Fuck, go on StubHub, you dick. Guarantee you somebody called him and asked him for World Series tickets. Well, not Ben, but I guarantee for the Padres uh, or back in 98 oh or whenever. Oh, oh I just, I can't believe how many people that you deal with on a day-to-day -day basis just have their hand out. 
you know when you started talking it reminded me of the movie dumb and dumber where they go looking for jobs and they come back yeah i can't believe there's nothing out there yeah unless you want to work 40 hours a week <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i mean it's one it's one of those all right so it, it god dang it's funny is I walk with uh, our good friend Sean Walchef in the morning. Oh my we, god! We walk like how many five... things do they ask him for every day? Oh, I got yeah. wonder how many people honestly are in his ear, grinding him all the time. Oh, I imagine. I imagine we were talking about basically people that have rely on on things to get through the day, whether it's drinking or gambling mm-hmm. or whatever else. And I said, man, I go, I really don't have a, a vice except I dip. And I said, yeah. it's a bad habit. And he, he goes, yeah, it's a bad habit. He snaps at me. And I said, relax. Yeah. And I've never spit on you. Relax. Not <laughs> yet. Calm, calm down. You're like, I'm telling you, I'm the one that brought it up. I'm yeah. telling you, I know what my issue is. I mean, as I'm talking to Jeff, I fire in about three a show. Yeah. So so he goes, yeah. He goes, you know, you got to worry about your health. I go, I understand that. I don't want my face to fucking fall off and have that surgery. And he goes, um, he says to me, well, you think you, you do it because you think it calms you down. And I go, it does calm me down. And he goes, I'm calling bullshit, he says to me. Oh, look at this guy, Dr. And I, Waldchef. And I go, Sean, I haven't punched you once. That shows you it's fucking working. Yeah. that's that's Right now, you're about ready to go right in the river. Like that kid on the John Wayne video yeah, that I show all the time. I never get tired of. grab you by the belt loop. I never get tired Waldchef, of. and you're going right in. How and, about that guy? Oh, my gosh, dude. All so- of a sudden, he's Dr. Phil, motivational speaker. God damn, Dave. Just turn the alarm off. I hope he gets chased by a coyote tomorrow. So we go through it, and and here's here's the thing I wanted to ask you because right before I saw him, I saw that video that went around that Rex Chapman posted this morning about the people going into Target without their masks. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm watching this video, and I'm like, this is bullshit. I mean, it drives you crazy. And I'm thinking, okay, if I'm in a store and Uh someone went nose to nose with me without a mask, go time, right? Yeah, I mean, don't you yeah. ever, don't you have the right to mm-hmm. to to drop a punch or send you mm-hmm. in my personal space? Hundred percent. Someone comes up and coughs on your kids. Oh, it, I'd, right. I'd go crazy. Yeah, yeah, you would, and and I don't understand. I, I just yeah. don't understand why that is. Yeah. The the whole deal, and they got the cameras out. They know that they're going to yeah. be on video, but yeah. it is they, again. They make it a political statement, but the minute you bring my health into it or my kids' health into it, yeah. oh, it's fucking go time, man. You uh, you know who those people are? They're John Stossel and we're Dr. David, yeah. David Schultz. Is that fake? <laughs> huh? Is that fake? That's an open-hand slap. This box the ears. It hurts <laughs> when a lard bus goes by or, I, or the toaster goes. It hurts. God, there's nothing. <laughs> the toaster goes. There's, so there's no bigger puss in the history of mankind Watch that interview on YouTube. I think this is fake. Oh, you think this is fake? <laughs> ah, ah. And he gets up. How about that? Dr. D hits him again. And I love the fact, when you go back and watch that clip, Dr. D yells at Stossel, it's not for guys like you. Or this guy behind the camera. And you're like, what the cameraman did? Yeah, the camera guy's like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. And the camera guy just stays focused on Stossel. Where Stasa looks at it and is like, I thought we were on the same team. <laughs> you saw me be emasculated by a guy with platinum blonde hair. But the funniest thing, if there's ever been a bigger puss than John Stossel when he's sitting at the desk and Barbara Walters is like, he hurts you. It hurts. When a bus goes by, it hurts. 
right? And you're like, oh. Dude, I remember being a little kid sitting on the floor watching yeah. that show with my parents. Yeah. Oh, my God. And he just gets dropped. And it you're like, great. God bless you, Dr. Yeah. D. David Schultz. <laughs> That's it. Both ears. He he just smoked him. And you go. And what's funny about that is. It hurts. Vince, goes it hurts. When I click the remote, it hurts. Ah, and you're just like, shut up. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. Everybody, right? Yeah. If you go up to a guy, what are you thinking is going to happen when you go to a guy 6'6", six, six, whatever he is? 350. Yeah. <laughs> Might not all be natural. Yeah. So what? And he appears to be a little bit raging, staring at you. Yeah. I think this is fake. And next thing you know, you're just, oh, I'm falling. I'm falling. <laughs> ah, well, let me get myself up. Oops, I'm falling again. Fuck John Stossel. I thought we were on the same team. I, I thought we were on the same team. You had a shot of me on the floor while Mr. Fuji laughed at me. <laughs> yeah. That's it, man. If they show up and yeah. get anywhere close to you, anybody, yeah, you just just be Doctor D. Oh just my god, box them one time. That is so goddamn funny. Yeah, to me. hit them one time in the throat. Hit they em. won't give me the. Uh, <laughs> hit them one time, like, like the tennis player, smoke that girl in the throat. Remember with the tennis ball? A yeah. Weeks ago? Oh boy. Oh my god, sir, that that was brutal. Oh yeah. She doesn't need to go to the hospital. She's fine. Oh my god. What that do you mean terrible. I'm disqualified? Yeah. She get can't out. breathe. I don't know. You go ahead and figure it out. What's your goddamn problem? Uh, that was insane. That was uh, two people in the stadium. She gets fucking smoked. Unbelievable. Yeah. How the happened? <laughs> God. Those kind of things uh, freak me out. I got a great video tonight. Do you, uh, do you get shit? Like, do people just send you videos all the, all time. the time? All the time. Okay. There's, there's shit. I mean, Joe, who sends him? James Royal sends me shit every yeah. time that I laugh at, and I'm so embarrassed by my own behavior, and then I'm and then I'm really not. I just laugh and go, okay. And then, uh, but tonight, I got this video, and it's two guys fighting. But Dave, now you can't see the, you can't see the um, video. Yeah. But it's just it's a tall guy, and a short guy, and the short guy doesn't have any shirt, uh, doesn't have a shirt on. And it's one of these things that all of a sudden we're seeing a lot more of where they fight on the sidewalk yeah. and somebody's filming from the apartment. While the video itself of the fight is great, you got to hear this guy. I know you've heard this, dude. He's done like 20 different things um, where he does the uh, announcing of the fights. Where the fuck is Is it there? John Boy? Is it that guy? It's not John Boy, okay. but it's the guy Bob. John Boy, by the way, has one out on Grisham doing the Kershaw thing. He's a new one out. Oh, he does? Yeah. No, this guy, it's it's under, it says it's under the new Mortal Kombat. <laughs> and I got to give this guy credit. Bob Menry, M-E-N-E-R-Y. When you hear the voice, Dave, you're going to remember it. Hang on. Try not to. And you don't see this every day. The tall, skinny, lanky version of Jeff Goldblum in the movie Jurassic Park facing off against a man who thinks it's cool to get the devil tattooed to the front of his forehead. And let's see, the fight begins. Quick punches being exchanged, and Jeff is in the lead. Big kick. Didn't expect that. And a roundhouse kick up against the car. Now he's beating the shit out of him. Wow. 
And he's wondering if he should go in for more. It seems he threw in the white flag, but Jeff doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> and now both men must go with their tails between their legs back to their wives and explain how this happened randomly on a Thursday afternoon. Back to you, Peter. Dude, this fucking guy, and I sent a message. I'm like, that fucking guy is probably living in Milwaukee, cashing checks, hanging out with Shakira, and I'm driving down to fucking Eastlake to do another Toby podcast. But, dude, I get these videos all day, and I just laugh my ass off at all of them. Oh, they're always great. I love them, too, man. They're, they're absolutely fantastic. Hey, want to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams is the guy that can help you get out of debt, also help you buy a home. Right now, if you're renting, that's not where you want to be. You want to get out of the rental market. You want to buy your own home. Dan Williams can do all of this for you. Begin your path to being debt-free, also becoming a homeowner, by calling our friend at 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. All right, you had one thing to do today, and you didn't do it. Uh, we want to mention... That Dan is going to ride 330 miles from Atlanta to Jacksonville, October 8th through the 10th. If you would like to donate, you can go to sandiegolending.us. Any donation is incredibly generous, and all the money goes to the Navy SEAL Foundation, which supports the Honor Foundation. So again, uh, Dan's doing something really, really cool to raise money for the Navy SEAL Foundation. They're going to ride their bikes 330 miles wow. from Atlanta to Jacksonville. Yeah, wow, I asked you to print this shit out. Did he so win? Today. Dan will vouch for me. Uh, October 8th through 10th. 330 miles, Dave. I'm going to get you a big Schwinn, and I'm going to get you a basket, and uh, you can put your all these fucking jackrabbits out here that eat up your lawn. <laughs> Dave, how you feeling about that? October 8th, 9th, and 10th, we're going to need you to ride 110 miles a day. How you Dude, feeling? I don't want to drive that far. That's like driving a Phoenix. We could probably do it on a Vespa. <laughs> do it on a bus. <laughs> I love what Dan is doing, though, and we'd love you to help out, too. Again, uh, Kyle Fluger helped him out, but if you go to www.sandiegolending.us, Please make a small donation as we support Dan on what's going to be an incredible fundraiser. Again, 330 miles Atlanta to Jacksonville, October 8th through the 10th. All of the money going to the Navy SEAL Foundation. We just couldn't be more proud of Dan for what he continues to do in this community. And I love what he said. Thanks so much. Pray for my ass on that bike for so long. I'm going to be thinking of Tommy, the first baseman. Love it. What would Tommy tell him? Dan, you're great. You're great, Dan. Good for you, Dan. You can do this, pal. <laughs> I have complete faith in you, Dan. I just want to let you know we all appreciate you. What would, Dan, what would Tommy's teammates say to Tommy? Not today, Tommy. Shut the fuck up. His ass is killing him. He regrets it already, and he's 50 miles in. <laughs> he won't. <laughs> he's, he's raising money. Can you imagine? That's insane. That is insane. Yeah. That is that is insane. I'll, I'll actually be in close to him. I'll be in Tennessee those same exact days. That's funny that, uh, that, that Dan's going all the way. That's awesome. Hope the weather holds up because right now the weather's not really good. He's not worried about weather. <laughs> Hold on. First of all, it's horrible enough. That is a tough trek. No joke. Yeah. I, I know Dan's in tremendous shape, but imagine doing it when the wind's blowing against you. Ain't Holy not worried shit. about it. <laughs> Guarantee he won't have to fire a dip in. He'll be right there. Dan just grabs on the back of an 18-wheeler and just lets <laughs> no, it fucking not. pull him. What's the matter with you? <laughs> I'm trying to think of everything I would do. Yeah. <laughs> just start crying. 
Once you're ready to buy that home, again, Brian Curry is the guy to buy that home. He's the guy that knows the San Diego market better than anyone else. He can find your perfect house, your perfect neighborhood. What are you waiting for? Whether you're buying or selling, Brian Curry is the guy. Brian Curry's been doing this more than 25 years. He's the best in the business. 619-251-1588. Move into your dream home at 619-251-1588. I think I found my dream home. Good. We, uh, Coronado. <laughs> and what? You're going to actually pick a home you can afford. Uh, well, hang on. We're going right south of the Dell. So when you're on just at the start of the Strand, and you've got kind of those four condos that all seem like they're probably about 30 stories and they got the floor to ceiling windows. Yeah, they're about a million and a half dollars. Ah, is that right? Yeah, I looked at them. Did you? <laughs> but I tell you what, whether it's there or it's downtown, my sons and I have determined who the best people in San Diego are. And they are not, unfortunately, any of the pro athletes. They're none of your favorite podcast guys. They're the guys that are smart enough to buy these high-rise condos, and then they have those windows lit with, like, the purple light. Yeah. So when you're driving by, you're like, well, where do you live? Do you have purple light? That's my, that's yeah. my, that's the bachelor pad. It's a stabbing cabin up there. They <laughs> <laughs> go, God dang, you're cool. Right? We're just like. It's shit like that that makes me go, how the fuck are you a father? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea, <laughs> but we drive by, and uh, they're 12. They buy into it all the time, because oh you and I would be like, if I drove by, I'm like, hey, Dave, I'm on the 18th floor downtown. You'll see it's got the purple. You'd be like, what are you, goddamn running a brothel? <laughs> no shit. But when you're 12, and I'm like, dude, that's my guy. They're like, yeah, that's awesome. Just purple light. You're just trying to watch some show, and it's just glaring. It's all buzzing like a bug light. Bugs dying all over. Like, shit. Okay, Shakira flies in. She's got to know where I live. All right. Well, unfortunately, that may not be my dream house, but if it's yours... The guy who can make it happen is our guy, Brian Curry. Absolutely. And you need that perfect pool as well. Taylor May Pools, Alan Taylor. Man, his phone is ringing off the hook. You should be calling Alan Taylor as well. I'll be in Yuma this weekend. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have fun. It's going to be 120 degrees, but it's going to be extremely warm here in San Diego. You're going to wish you had that pool. Taylor May Pools, 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. All right, I have a question for you regarding yeah. Taylor May Pools. I watched, uh, I was telling you, watching Almost Famous. Yeah. Really great movie. I like it. Underrated. Hadn't seen it in a long time. There's a scene in there where uh, Billy Crudup is uh, on the roof, and he's all strung out on drugs. They're at a high school party, and he just jumps off the roof into a pool, and everybody goes crazy. Have you ever in your life ever been backyard at a pool and thought, you know what I need to do? I need to go up on the roof and then jump in from there. No, but I've seen people do it a bunch of times. But yeah, I don't I, like I, it. I would never do it. No, no, dude. I, no way. No way. It's funny. One of my questions coming up for you is, is one of these kind of questions. But well, no, that's not me. Uh, I just mentioned it because, no, that's the thing. If you want Al to build your pool... And say, hey, keep it away in case any stoned out rock stars come here and decide <laughs> to go flying off the roof. Case okay, is Joe Cocker still alive? No, I think Joe Cocker's dead. Stephen Piercy from Rat? He's Probably still alive. alive. Yeah. 
Yeah, if he shows up, I, don't, I just want him hanging out. I don't want him jumping off the roof. Uh, I can't think, man. Tonight, finally, the air quality is better. If you saw the sunset tonight, first time the sun looked like it's normal color, not orange because yeah. of all the smoke and haze. But it doesn't change the fact it's warm. It continues to be hot. And no better time to have a tailor-made pool in your backyard. Man, just get away from it all. Get away from all the idiots, everything going on. Give Alan a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Absolutely. Look, a perfect website for you is also around the corner. Look, if you have a business right now that is struggling and trying to figure out what you're doing during COVID or if you decided that your job's not going to rehire you and you need to start up your own business, but you've been thinking about it for a long time, the website is everything. Kyle mm-hmm. Fluger's the guy that can build this website for you to bring business and attraction, uh, attract people to it, and basically make it stand out more than any other website. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. So I, I bought a thing um, from the Las Vegas Review Journal that did a whole, it's all their articles and a lot of different things that's covered the last couple of years with the Raiders getting ready to move to Vegas. Yeah. And it's really fun. And why I loved it was because through the Review Journal website, yeah. I was immediately sent tracking. And it's like anything, right? If you're doing a business, is it attached to an app? Do you have the ability to do what these guys did for me? Which email came out. I got an email when I ordered it. I got an email when it was shipped. I got an email today that it was going to be out for delivery. And then I got a text message when it had been delivered. And I'm telling you, that's what people are starting to expect. It's no longer unique. It's the norm. And if you're not doing that for your customers, guess what? The guy across the street is. And we want your numbers to grow. We don't want them to go away. So give Kyle a call. Have him take a look at your website and find the ways to make it better. Believe me, your your bank account, your wallet are going to be happy you did. Absolutely. Okay, here we go. September 16th. How old are they and how much are they worth? Okay. We're going to start with one that has passed away. It is B.B. King. Dude, what a legend. Fucking love B.B. King. When B.B. King finally died, were you like, oh my God, he's still alive? Yeah, it just sucked. Just sucked, man. He was cool. Nobody hated B.B. King. No. But he lived a long time. Yeah. Um, how old would he be today? Yes. I want to say he would be 96. Close. 95. 95. Died five years ago. Uh, $25 million. $10 million. Yeah, he should have been worth more. Nah, he wouldn't leave Memphis. What do you uh, want? You can't make a lot of money in Memphis. What are you going to do? Yeah. Do you know who Nick Jonas is? Yes. Okay. I've never watched you Netflix, right? Yeah. Have you watched that show Kingdom about the MMA gym? No, not at all. Boy, people have told me that show's fantastic, and I haven't watched it, but Nick Jonas is in it. They said he's great. Um, God, how old is he? 28. Exactly right. Hey! Look at that. And this, how do I know that? Yeah. You, you know how I know it. <laughs> you know how I know it. Yes. Come on. How much is he worth? Oh, yeah, I forgot that part. Dude, this kid's worth dough. Uh, this guy's got to be worth some money. I'm going to say he's worth $40 million. $25 million. Okay. Not bad for 28 right? Right. Seems like a good dude. Yes, it does. Amy Poehler. Ugh. Could you, uh, Amy Poehler, could you sit next to her on a flight from what? San Diego to Boston? Yeah, I could. I, I could. Amy Poehler is one of those girls that you look at and go, I would never throw her one. And then there are times you look at her and go, throw her one. How old is she? Uh, <laughs> Would he throw Amy Poehler one? Yeah. Okay. Amy Poehler's great looking. I just don't know. Like, she may be 
If you're sitting next to her. Could you be with a girl that's funnier than you? Oh, 100%. Okay. 100%. Dude, I'm telling you, there, oh, there is nothing better. Uh, I mean, it's one of the top five things. Okay, let's, let's not get crazy. Let's not get crazy. But, dude, uh, I told you. Close friend of mine told me that about the bar in L.A. That's, that's one great. of the funniest lines ever. Oh, dude, 100%. Yeah, she'd probably be fun. Amy Schumer would wear you out, right? Oh, no way would I be with Amy Schumer. I couldn't be on a in a car from yeah. Carlsbad to Lucadia <laughs> dude, with that. I, I couldn't either. But Not Amy, an Amy Poehler, Schumer fan. But Amy Poehler, you're right. Um, how old is she? I'm going to say she's 44. 49. Really? Yep, 49. She looks great. Um, probably made some money. I'll say $40 million. $25 million also. Her and uh, Nick Jonas, same thing. Who was she married to? I don't think she's married to anybody famous. Wasn't she? I think she was married. Who was married to Will Arnett? Oh, fuck. All right, hold on. Now i got to look it up. Damn it. Dale. All right. Um, damn it. it it's uh, shit. Do you think she's married to Will Arnett? I, no. Who was married to that guy? Will Arnett's funny as shit, too. Dude, she is. She's married to Will Arnett. Are they still? That's what it says. Uh, no, they aren't. They got divorced. 2016, they got divorced. Yeah. All right. That's kind of a drag. Will yeah. Arnett makes me laugh, too. Because yeah. great in all those movies. All right. Was Will Arnett the one with her in uh, the, the, the Will Ferrell movie, with the skating movie, Blades of Glory? I never saw that, but he's the... That's uh, the one your kids have to see. That you love Will Ferrell. He's the, uh, he's the analyst in Semi-Pro. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it is. Okay. Yeah, you got to uh, you got to see that movie next. That's to be one of those that you guys see. You guys Blades love, of Glory. It's yeah, okay. Blades of Glory. Yeah, you'll laugh your ass off. All right, we're gonna watch other guys again this weekend. Okay, Mark Anthony. Oh God, <laughs> this guy. Is there any part of Mark Anthony that makes you feel bad for him? Now, Mark Anthony reminds me of the guys that were pitching us on Soccer City. <laughs> Dude, I love the picture of Mark Anthony, Jennifer Lopez, and oh, A-Rod. Yeah. That's weird. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Would he sign that picture for you? <laughs> Jesus. Dude, I'm going to so say wild. he's uh, 52. Exactly right. God damn. I knew him and Jonas. Dude, you should be so embarrassed. I'm good at this game. Uh, how much is he worth? Dude, I think he made some money. I'm going to say Mark Anthony's worth uh, $30 million. $80 million. No kidding. $80 million. Wow. Now, here's a big one for you, okay? David Copperfield. That's the David last one of the night. David Copperfield. Ooh, 66. 64. All right. Now, if you get the money on this, man, I will be amazed. $400 million. More. Really? From yes. Vegas? I, I don't All know. All that MGM money? $800 million? $875 million. No shit. Holy cow. Now, could he be married to someone that does what he does? That would wear you out, right? Um, what, yeah. You'd be like, not today. Like... Where all your keys are always yeah. missing and they're making them appear from behind your ear? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, Wouldn't that wear you out? You'd well, be like, fuck. Well, like, I, so we watch America's Got Talent. Yeah. Dude, it's so funny. When they were looking, they did a show about uh, earlier this year, like the top 15 viral clips. Yeah. There's this dude, Shin Lim. Who won it a year ago, I think. And yeah. he's so goddamn funny because they had a bunch of magicians that had come on. And he's sitting there waiting for his chance to go on. And Simon's just ripping guy after guy after guy. And he goes, man, I'm just sitting here and I'm watching. 
And he goes out, and Simon goes, what do you do? I'm a magician. Whoopee. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, dude, this kid's fantastic, right? Yeah. And you go, like, I like all those guys. I do, too. I want that guy, I told you, like, probably my favorite in-studio guest of all time is Pablo Francisco, because he just, fuck, I thought... I was like crying. I couldn't breathe, and he he knew it. But like, if you, I know you can't do it on the radio. But those guys, like Shin Lim and some of these other dudes, God, they're goddamn amazing. They are. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So I could probably hang with that because oh I don't goodness. know how any of that's done. I know, but if you're married to somebody like that constantly with their fucking tricks, I'll give you a better. No, Dave. I tell you, I would much rather take that than if you watch the history of the Eagles. They tell the story. One of them tells the story of living in the apartment above Jackson Brown. Yeah. And how it took him like three weeks to write Take It Easy, you know, standing on a corner in Winslow, Arizona. And they said, you're above the apartment. And every fucking day for like eight hours, he's on the piano just playing the same fucking four notes over and over again, trying to get it. Give me the fucking magician over that all day. Um, unless, uh, I'll take the magician unless it's Sheila E. Okay. I can live with that. <laughs> um, my guest in money on somebody, I forgot what I was no, doing. No, your last one, you got it, $875 million. All okay. right, here we go. These are five just random fucking questions. All right. All over the place. Sure. All right, question number one. If mm-hmm. you could hook up with any news personality, who would it be? Oh, wow. Oh, wow, I like that. Any news personality. Well, I'm going to take the locals out. Oh, shit. Okay. I was no, hoping you'd I, go local. Well, I'll tell you off the air. <laughs> I think I can guess. 100% you can. Uh, any news? Uh, I got to think about this for a second. Hang on. Can it? Uh, so we're I saying. Can, anybody. I thought you were going to go local right away. Yeah, you can't do that. That can get back. Dude, what if she's like, I'm in too? What? Be good. (laughs) You don't have a chance if you don't say it out loud. Shit. Michael Jordan says you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Gretzky said it. Get it right. Jordan said it too. After he heard it from Gretzky. (laughs) Um, Who would I go? All right, let me come back to that one. Oh, Jesus. Sorry. Most of the time I get him pretty quick. I'll let you do one pass, all right? No, I'm Family not going to pass. Guy. No, oh, I got it. I'll give you the answer Go right ahead. now. You know who it is? It's Elizabeth Vargas. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah, Elizabeth Vargas. I'll go Natalie one. Morales, number two. Okay. Yeah, you can't go wrong. There are I'll tell you what, there. even though she's 100% nuts, <laughs> I might go Judge Janine, too. She's right in the wheelhouse of chicks that used to come in Santa Fe liquor. <laughs> Get a little Mad Dog 2020 and some cloves? I'll do those three. You'll do those three. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, they're my uh they're on the whiteboard. I got you. Sorry, I wasn't going uh Peter North on you. I'm just saying <laughs> write it down one, two, three. All right, I like that one. That was good. All right. If you could punch any TV or radio personality in the face, who would oh, you choose? Oh, Carl DeMaio in a minute. Carl DeMaio's the biggest sack of shit. Uh, he just sucks. He's a douche. Brian Long, does he do anything on the air? He sucks. <laughs> uh, let me think. Who else do we have? Oh, Hang on. Funny. There's got to be somebody else. DeMaio's number one. Um, 
trying to think. I can't. Uh, radio or uh, Tucker Tucker Carlson. Yeah, that's a good one. He needs to get punched yeah, right in the face, that's too. That's a good one. But I have a feeling on that guy where Tucker Carlson, because he used to be on Bubba the Love Sponge on Stern, and he was fall over funny. And I wonder if that guy is a little bit like we used to say with the radio, where he's just playing a role. Where if you get him with beers and just bullshitting, where he may be funny. Dude, Dude he was I don't really, know, man. I'm not giving that guy the benefit of the doubt. There's so many stories him. that have come out that you just sit there and go, this guy is kind of dirty. A tool? Yeah. That's just my feeling on him. All right. If you could have anything from SDCCU Stadium, anything at all as a keepsake, mm. what would you pick? Oh, that's really cool. Um, if I could have anything from SDCCU Stadium, uh, I think somebody, they took the plaque down that used to show where Garves Homer hit. Yeah. That was number one. Um, I don't know where, where's, where's Tony's nameplate? Oh shit. I don't know if that's even still there. No, you know, like all those kind of things. I just, I see all these people that are like, you know what? I need to buy four seats. No, you don't. What are you going to do with those? We've had former bosses that have put those in their office. Yeah. They're the most uncomfortable things you've ever said in your life. You don't want those. Got those armrests right there. Um, terrible. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I get it. Like, everybody's part of it, but I don't think there's anything. There's nothing I want. I'll be honest with you. There's nothing in there I want. I would have no. taken that Garvey thing that you mentioned, but there's nothing else I want. It's When you go to the new Bush Stadium in St. Louis, one of the cool things that they have is the old hand scoreboard yeah. is up on the wall. And you look at stuff like that, and you go, well, God, yeah, if you could do a, a, a J and a C for my kids, letters like that. Well, they didn't. They didn't have anything like that. They didn't have anything that was done by hand where you said, "Oh, I no. could get one for my two sons." Um, I don't think so. I yeah. mean, it, it's. I mean, I had a thousand great memories in there. I don't. I don't know that there's anything out yeah, of there, right? I'm with Are you. There's shitty TVs. Shitty TVs. Shitty chairs. Maybe you could get the phone that goes to the bullpen. <laughs> What do you fucking do with any of that yeah, shit? Yeah, what are you going to do with the mound? Yeah. Oh, I'd love to have the mound. I'd love to have, <laughs> I'd love to have the goalpost. Well, what are you going to do with that, asshole? <laughs> All right, here we go. This is kind yeah. of goes back to the story you were saying a little bit earlier, but I, I didn't go further into it. A buddy okay. of mine, we were talking about dumb things we used to do as kids. Yeah. And he was saying that him and three of his buddies, they were all mm-hmm. brothers. Mm-hmm. They would go down in the basement. And they would turn the lights out, and each guy had three darts in their hands, and they'd just start rifling darts in the dark. God damn. And one guy lost an eye. Oop. Yeah. And and the thing is, nobody knows who threw that dart nope. that lost, that made him lose his eye. God have, What's the dumbest thing you've ever done as 100% a kid? 100% know it. Um, <laughs> know it. 100% know We did it. every day. We literally did it every day. It was bumper skiing. You would bumper ski every day after school in the winter. We started it in probably third grade. Wow. And you would get off the school bus, and because anybody who's lived where it's uh, winter, there's about you know half an inch of ice that's on the road, and it gets packed down from snow plows and tires going over the whole thing. Yeah. And starting in, no shit, third grade, you get off the school bus, you're eight years old, 
and you throw your backpack on the ground. You run to the back of the bus and you grab that back bumper and you drop down into a squat. And now that bus takes off. And you're hanging on to that bus. And, and you're it, breathing fumes in. Breathing all that fumes shit. in, and then your buddy loses a hand, and you start laughing, so now you're Bruce Lee karate chopping him to make his lose his other hand. And kids are just spinning out of control on the road. <laughs> Nobody can see from the other <laughs> side cars coming, and you're just laughing. Uh, oh, shit. That guy's just ringing to a snowbank, telephone pole. We fucking did it every day. And then the bus driver would always be some old guy. And what was with the old guys and the janitors that when they used the bathroom at school, you're like, God damn, <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> Leave a country log in there. Hey, you go, what the hell are you doing back here, you little shit? <laughs> ah, sorry, Walter. Sorry, wink, wink. Hey, God, uh, I could kill you back here, you asshole. And then uh, you just get right back there. Fucking get in there, old man. Hit the gas pedal. Let's go. Yeah, do that shit all the time. Every fucking day. Oh Imagine God. that. And we did it. Dude, it was down. It wasn't like down the little cul-de-sac. Yeah. It's fucking down Olympic Parkway. Yeah. All the way. You're just flying. And then you just, at some point, you had to get off. And then you realized all your books and shit were like <laughs> half a mile back the other way. We never thought like, hey, let's get off two stops before ours. And just bumper ski to our yes, front door. Maybe that's what you should have done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we just have to shuffle all the way back. And when that guy came out of the bus, oh, we just thought he was the biggest prick. God, God, what the hell is going on, you assholes? Like, you could tell. There's 20 kids that get off the bus. You can see one in your mirror walking away. Where do you think the other 19 are? But we would just, all the time, Dave, karate chop, kick at you. Get the fuck out of here. Come on, let go, you pussy. And, uh, yeah, your buddy would just just pinwheel into traffic, and he'd laugh and laugh. Great. That's the kind of thing, man. When you're a kid, you have no fear. No, and the other thing that we did, my buddy Mike Paoli and I, we thought this was the greatest game ever. We'd go into the basement, and the one guy, you would bend over at your waist, And you do that like six, eight times, and then you'd hold your breath, and your buddy'd pick you up yeah. and push on you, and you fucking pass out, yeah. and your buddy just drop you. And he'd laugh and laugh, yeah. dude. He's concussion, yeah, <laughs> right into the coffee table. <laughs> hey, am I bleeding? Am I, how long was I out? Yeah. All right, do it again, dude. You just make each other pass oh, out yeah. all day. Did we you did do that, that game. Oh, we did that in high school. Yeah, we did that. We yeah, did that. We're it, doing that again when we were like dude, twelve. I told you in. Uh, God dang, junior high or middle school, they call it now. I think it was seventh or eighth grade that when I was into wrestling, we would go up behind the weak kids and just all of a sudden on the way to class, put a kid in a sleeper hold. Oh, yeah. And then finally one kid that we dropped to the ground, he just started having convulsions. Great. Just bouncing around like a motherfucker. And we never we never did it no. again. Scared the shit out of all of us. But that kid just started bouncing around like a fish out of water. And we're like, holy oh. shit. But we used to do that. We'd always go find the, the weak kids. Yeah. One arm up next to his ear. Yep, that's and then, it. And sleeper hold his ass down. And then he, he was always the last guy to class and get yelled at yeah. once he walked in. Uh, glasses all <laughs> crooked. <laughs> what, what happened? I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> I'm happened. I'm just sleeping. <laughs> We used to take the bottle rockets in Tennessee. It would oh, snow, shit. so you'd have the snow days, and then we'd all meet out at night, like at 10, 11 o'clock at night, and you said street lights. Yeah. And we'd take bottle rockets and point them at each other. Oh, we and made, light them and shoot them right at each other's faces. We made a kid, my buddy Steve Roach and I made the new kid put a ladyfinger 
right in his hand, and we lit it off. Holy shit. And he just, ooh, he just started yelling. We laughed. That's so great. Guys grew up to be Jason Pierre-Paul. All right, here we go. (laughs) Jason (laughs) Pierre-Paul. All right, here, this one takes a little bit to get to, but this is a true story. There's a a kid at my house. I say a kid. Mm -hmm. It's in his 20s. He was at my house yesterday, and he was over 330 pounds, okay? Okay. And Josh asked him, what's the fattest thing you've ever done when you were 330 pounds? He's he's down about 280 now. Okay. And he goes, well, I used to go to Popeye's for chicken, but then I'd go two blocks down the road and get the biscuits at churches. (laughs) And he goes, wow, that's about the fattest thing I've ever done. So I said to him, I tell you what, I love the KFC mashed potatoes. Yeah. I go, I'm going to ask Jeff this question because in my mind, this makes sense. Can you go get mashed potatoes and eat them in the car while you're driving? (laughs) (laughs) and they're like no and then one guy said yeah he goes you go to their mcdonald's and you eat because he goes this is the explanation the kid gave me back okay he goes dude you go to mcdonald's and you get the fucking french fries and eat them in the car they're both potatoes sure you can how are you supposed to eat mashed potatoes while you're driving while you're driving so let's say you're driving from here with a fork or the spork the spork pour that gravy in that bitch (laughs) and you just fucking (laughs) Eating mashed potatoes while you're driving is that is that is, is that can you do that? That's the question. No, but the <laughs> the thing, it. Kentucky Fried Chicken is completely jaded for me because of my idiot brother. So in Encinitas, right on Santa Fe Drive, where Scripps Hospital is now, but at the time, uh, anybody lives or knows Encinitas so on Santa Fe, it's right where Thrifty. Where Thrifty and Rite Aid and the Vons are. They're yeah. on one side. And right across Santa Fe is where the Kentucky Fried Chicken was. Then my sister tells this story all the time. This is like, I don't know, my sister was probably like 25 and my brother was like 24. 100 years ago for both of them. And so <laughs> it used to be Security Pacific Bank. And my sister's in the drive through bank line. And I don't even know, like, how long was the line? My brother, because he's a maniac, goes, I'm going across the street to KFC, right? So he runs across, and he gets back in the car, and my sister goes, it's like he's going to the electric chair, and he's pounding a two-piece you know, chicken. You want some chicken? <laughs> She's like, no. <laughs> right? <laughs> and he's like, it's really good. Is that what he said to you at the strip club on Thanksgiving? The no, same thing. This guy, Turkey. Well, this is like five years before that. So my sister said, I'm in the bank. All I want to do is cash my check, she said. And this guy's just eating chicken. You know, like how people eat chicken, right? And she goes, he finishes the chicken, and we get like three more cars up, and he goes, I'm going to be sick. <laughs> and she said, she goes, it's the craziest drive-thru line I've ever been in. I was 10 cars back, and he sprints across the street. Now I'm eight cars back, and from 8 to 6, he's killing it. And now from 4 to 2, he's puking, and after I get it, he gets back. Well, that wasn't a good idea. <laughs> so I'm like, dude, anytime I see KFC, I'm like... I don't want to be getting sick in three cars, so I don't know. Maybe if you're just staying with the mashed potatoes. He's like, you want them? It's really good. Ten minutes later, I'm going to be sick. 
comes running out yakking. His sister's like, fuck, I'm never taking him anywhere again. What a dick. You want some chicken? It's really yeah, good. You know how he is. Hey, you want me to go? Yeah, at the strip club. Hey, you want me to go make you a plate? That's, my, that's the best. No. To make you a plate. I'm like, I've hit rock bottom. <laughs> I've just hit rock bottom. Every chick in here looks like bad Amy Winehouse. <laughs> and uh, it's really good. They got jello. Oh my God! Shut oh my up. God, dude! Everyone on those that fucking Padres Twitter wished me food poisoning today. Hey? Assholes! Yes, I did wish. I told Craig Helston the other day, yeah, that I hope his scarf gets caught in the fan. And some <laughs> like some girl yelled at me for it. That's not nice. Craig liked it. Did he laugh? He kept quiet till I fucking smoothed it over. He's <laughs> whacked. That's not nice. Jesus. It's fucking uh, mind your own business. It's fucking. Anyone yell at you about the holiday bowl today? Uh, no, I didn't see much talk about it. Because you're right. They didn't have anything to say. You were 100% right. And the holiday bowl is staying incredibly quiet. Yep. And I don't think that's a good sign. No, of course not. I don't think that's a good sign. And I, I think it's bad, Dave. I really do. I think it's bad. And... I don't know why the question didn't come up. Like I said, we didn't we didn't raise it. I guess we just assumed yeah. everybody assumed like, of course, the Holiday Bowl is going to be there. And then I saw somebody tonight. It might have been the great Ted Mendenhall. No, you know who it was. It was goddamn Jojo. He writes, "Well, we may lose the Holiday Bowl, but we'll get a, a smaller bowl. We don't want a smaller bowl. Like, what do we want?" The MAC Championship. <laughs> want soft? They're calling Marshall. Fuck. Fuck, we want a bigger bowl. Why are we going backwards? Crazy. Man, it's absolutely nuts. All right, so look, are we back on Monday? We're going Monday and Wednesday next week? Uh, Well, yeah, when are you back from your I'll be fun back time su- in Yuma? I'm going to Yuma from Friday to Sunday, so I'll be back for Monday. All right, so we're back on a normal schedule. So okay. we'll be back uh, Monday and Wednesday. Cool. Raiders play Monday night, so we can do the show and oh, watch yeah. the Raider game. Uh, remember, SanDiegoLending.us, if you'd like to make a donation... For our friend Dan Williams, thank you to everybody who subscribes on Patreon. It's why we're able to get you the stories that we got you last night. Everybody else will hear it in a couple of days, and they'll be like, oh, wow. (laughs) Well, you knew it first. And, uh, yeah, I think, Dave, when we come back on Monday night, it'll be interesting to see if the Padres can bounce back after a disappointing couple of days. Absolutely. All right, we'll see you Monday. 